Namaste. For those who don't, maybe know my face well, my name is uh, Prakash. I'm an ABSC from Chennai Center. Mumbai always brings a lot of memories back on various friends. When I was quite young, I used to come here during my holidays. My father used to run a business in a place called Aurangabad, which is about a 12-hour journey those days from here. And those days, I remember the local trains were a fascination. And one thing about the local trains, I, I don't need to take coal to Newcastle. In Mumbai, in a local train on a busy day, you just have to enter the station. You don't need to do anything else. You are taken in and uh, before knowing what's happening, you are pushed out of the train in some other station. In management, we call it as the vestibule syndrome. In some way, if you really look at it, this happens to almost all of us in our lives as well. We wake up in the morning, and before you know what's happening, the day has ended, and it repeats, and it repeats, it repeats. Very rarely do you really know where you are running. When I really go anywhere, when I look out of the window or when I'm traveling, people are always busy traveling somewhere. So the question always comes up specifically for the spiritual seekers that we claim to be with a disclaimer. Do we know where we are going? Charji always used to warn us, just because you have started the practice of Sajmag or heartfulness, don't think that you are clear in what you are doing or where you are going. And that uh, Mumbai local train journey always used to give me a wake-up call. We are all busy doing something, but we do we really know where we are headed, what we are seeking, what we are supposed to seek? It's always said that uh, even if you look at Maxim 3, it, it doesn't give us a straight answer. Babaji Maharaj has conveniently written and uh, the more you read, the more confusion it gives rather than giving you clarity. It says, fix your goal as the highest. They never said this is the goal. And uh, that becomes a big challenge for uh, many of us because, like life, spiritual life also gives you thousands and thousands of possibilities that you can set as a goal. For example, when I step out of, out of this building onto the road, if I ask someone where uh, the road is headed, what would their question to me be? What would they ask me? They'll ask you, where do you want to go? Does it matter to them? I just ask where the road goes. But if you really look at it, if I don't answer that question where I want to go, that road can take me all over the globe. I just follow the road, it can go whether left or right, it can keep on going. Likewise in life, specifically for those who are in this path of uh, spirituality, and within that, the path of Sahaj Mahag or heartfulness. Are we seriously clear about where we are headed? What is your goal? 
I still remember my first sitting and the first six months of my period with a prefect who introduced me then, way back in 1992. He always used to ask me, why are you here? And it, it used to sort of load my head with several possibilities, but I really never found answers. After about four or five months, I had some clarity. And he said, if you think you have clarity, write it down in your diary. One thing that at least he instilled in me from day one was the habit of writing diaries. Whatever happens, just jot it down. My wife always used to make fun that we need about three bureaus to keep your diaries. He used to write and write and write and whatever came. Nowadays it's easy, just MS Word file. When I wrote that, it gave me some clarity about, even if in life, for example, if you have a financial goal, all of us have in material life at least. Whatever that financial goal can be, for example, I want to buy a car, I want to buy a home, I want to save some money for my next generation or I want to invest, whatever it may be. Once the goal is set, at least it gives you a chance to weave your life around that and start planning. Okay, if, if my goal is to save X amount of money, then I know that, okay, to go towards this X amount of money in so much of time, I need to do these, these, these things, and I should stop doing these, these, these things for me to move faster towards my goal. Material life is much easier because the goals can be defined in terms of some kind of a quantifiable number. Spirituality being an abstract field as it is, I don't want to embarrass anyone, but if I have to ask you today, why are you here? What would that answer be? Don't need to answer, just think within yourself. Why are you here? What are you seeking? Are you clear? Is it only moving from point one to point two? Is it escaping the cycle of rebirth? Is it moving into the mind region in case you read some literature moving forward? Or is it the concept of surrender, as they say in religion, in some, some religions they have this concept of surrender to the ultimate. Or is it a specific condition you are seeking? Is it like to become like your guru? What is your goal? Are we clear at least? Because way back in 2014-15, when the transition happened, a lot of churning happened and we had a lot of conversations with several abhyasis. And surprisingly we found that Many of them have been there for 10, 15, 20 years. And it just became a habitual practice without knowing what they were actually doing or why they are doing. It's like getting into the train, suburban train of Mumbai. They meditate, they clean, they go to sleep, whatever, whatever. And fortunately or unfortunately, our masters keep changing the syllabus also. They introduce point A, they introduce point B, they introduce this, they introduce that suggestions and before you are familiar with the suggestions, now intents come. Every time it keeps on changing, the goalpost seems to be changing and uh, the things that we have to master to understand, to make our journey go towards the goal also keeps changing. In some sense it becomes a confusing exercise and when we started this exercise interacting deeply with Abhyasis, at the time Daji also gave in one of the talks, I remember that uh, to move into the brighter world, whatever that means to you, you need to be in the mental or the womb of the heart of the master for seven months. 
and in that period if he don't give up and if you're able to stay he delivers and whatever whatever later he also made a change to this where he said why wait why wait for seven months why not in 90 days i mean actually they altered the syllabus in one sense if you really look at it the entire creation of devolving and going back to the source is now made available to you in just 90 days if you really look at it if you really look at the dimension or the depth of what he had uh, mentioned in that the entire creation of 15 billion years or so the creation has taken to what we are today and it's still said to be a young universe it's still growing and expanding and by the time it contracts and go back to the mahapralaya can be a pretty long time all that he was ready to condense like one of the famous uh, saint in tamil called agastya did he brought the entire the sea or the river into a small uh, you know sort of a commandal and he brought into that that kind of an option is available for that but we need to be clear first the question always comes why we don't spread the speed at which we should be spreading if the message is good if the path is good why is it that people are not picking it up this question keeps coming up several times in one of the meetings we had four five years back a few of us were there after a working committee meeting daji was asking why the masters always are restless to take it to the humanity as much as possible during their lifetimes so the question came up why people are not taking to our system what is stopping and each one kept giving some answers and mighten came sort of and uh, whatever popped up at that time i shared what i had told him at the time is uh, the system is not the message when i go and tell someone you can attain the highest by meditating or attain purity by cleaning or you can connect to the highest through prayer they are actually these are all only words people are evaluating what we are offering by looking at what we are so i told him the biggest challenge what is stopping us from spreading is we are the product they look at us okay you have been in the system for 15 20 30 years whatever what have you become what have you achieved what have you realized because we are giving them uh, we want to give them a taste of a very 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 abstract stuff and it's not something that you can put in words but your sheer presence the way you are able to communicate what you have experienced is something that can help them to understand and for that you should have understood first i can keep on talking about brahma vidya but if i haven't got even to the edge of that sea i have not even seen that sea but i'm telling someone go to this sea you can go to the center and reach the ultimate in some way people subconsciously connect and think that this guy is all gassing off you know it doesn't work and hence the onus of spreading the message comes back to us which in again in another turn whenever i meet abhyas specifically for the first time for me with you it's first time i always ask this question make today as the first day the day you took your first sitting many of us were pretty excited i still remember my first sitting with the prefect and uh, i was traveling and he had set it for 2 3 days later and i had been preparing myself because so much of 
inquisitiveness more than joy. I, I just wanted to go and experience what it is because the person who put me into the system, he had already spoken to me for almost six months, preparing me for what I'm supposed to be receiving. And there's so much of expectation. If you really look at, do I have the same kind of joy and inquisitiveness and expectation today? Maybe I don't know. If you have that today, and as of today is the first beginning, if you have the habit of writing diaries, at least when I opened my eyes, I didn't find many picking that paper and pen to write. Whatever may be the reason, you'll go back home and write. Ask yourself, why am I here? Why am I here? What do I seek? Is it peace? Is it just happiness? Is it contentment? What is it which is making me to come on a Sunday morning to sit? Like people religiously do in Islam on a Friday, going to the mosque or to a Sunday service in a church or, or one of the temples on Tuesdays or Thursdays. There is a regularity that you are brought in, like boarding the train. But if that regularity is connected to the purpose or the goal, why am I here? Charity always used to say that there is no point in finding who am I, but find why am I here and find the purpose. And like Babaji famously said, you know, I am that which I ought to be. Very famous statement, very potent statement. I am that which I ought to be. So what do we ought to be? Do we know? Whatever that version may be. Daji recently had started speaking about last one, two years about the final version. Whenever you get a chance to meet your maker, could be today evening, could be 40 years from now, God knows. None of us have an exit date, so we don't know when we are going. If that final version, if you are clear and start working towards that, whatever that may be, it could be a qualitative final version, it could be a quantitative final version. A quantitative final version is, say for example, I want to be in the 13th point, I'm just giving it as an example, a placeholder, or a qualitative a qualitative uh, reference could be that he should see himself in me when I go there. Whoever that is on the other side, we don't know. If that is something clear and then I write it down, this is what I want to become. And then align my day towards those goals. Like the financial goals we have, very simple. If I want to say 10 lakhs, the first thing I do is I have to start earning more. The second thing I have to do is reduce my expenses and the financial planners here who know it. Likewise, I have to remove all those obstacles from my path which will help me go towards my goal. And for that, I have to be clear what my goal is. If you haven't yet done it, if at least today we revisit, what is going to be that final version whenever I move up, for which I am here, if I can make a note of that and start aligning, if next 90 days is the time I have, to reach this goal, because masters have committed, which means they know what they are doing. It's not they make empty promises. When they say 90 days you can reach, I, I was there on the stage when he made that statement on a 30th April Bandara when he exhorted people to move towards this. He says, practice like never before for 90 days and see what it can uh, do to you. If we start today with a clear intention, when you go back home, take a sheet of paper, ask yourself, why am I here? Am I clear? If you have doubts, read the literature. Don't be in a hurry that it's not a homework, you have to finish by 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Why am I here? Okay, this is the reason. It could be uh, qualitative, quantitative. What am I ready to do in the 90 days? Don't look six months, don't look at one year, don't look at two years. Next 90 days, what am I ready to do? What am I ready to change? What am I ready to give up? 
to reach this goal and you will see then the magic unfolds many people i have spoken to in my travels when i interact with the bscs many people have come back and returned saying there is some substantial change we have started finding because one at is now i am clear why am i here we are all clear about our material life we want to build a family we want to leave some assets not or at least be debt free or leave a legacy whatever it may be but when it comes to the spiritual side if we put that kind of <coughs> the focused intensity of what we have in material life into the spiritual life align our thinking to that one single goal like what swami vivekananda would say no arise awake rest not till the goal is achieved and if you are able to even if it's 2 hours a day that you want to set aside 3 hours a day whatever the time frame may be and align your life rest 20 21 22 hours you offer yourself to do whatever you want to do in your material life and then the change starts happening and when that happens if you remember in the recent bandara daji mentioned that he wants to see the vision of babaji maharaj unfolding where he wants to have one preceptor per home that's a very lofty goal look at a 8 billion population globally at least divided by half we are talking about half of that as homes 800 crore people at least 300 crore household 250 crore households which means 250 crore preceptors globally is what their vision is and when does he want it he wants it yesterday those who know him personally they are always in a hurry because they don't know when the nature can stop the bountiful treasures that is being thrown at us in one of the recent talks daji mentioned that there is a window of uh, treasure which is open which is available for the next 5 to 10 years he said between 2030 to 2035 unimaginable treasures spiritual treasures and growth is being given in this time and if you miss it some of us we know this uh, uh, at least in tamil those we call this surgavasal you know once a year the door to the lord opens on that day anybody can move in so it's it's like that surgavasal day or surgavasal translates as the door to the heaven and it it is something which is open and there no point in me alone going so i have to take the entire flock like the pied piper we have to take all of them to the other side for that first i need to change and when i become that change when i just stand there and even share a few words you don't need to be a great orator you don't need to be a great speaker all it means is i have understood the goal i can put it to them in a way in which they understand and give them the few bits and pieces of what the process is we do only three things charaji once famously said the entire sajmar comes to three letters m c and p he said meditate clean pray that's all the rest are all details if you do these three with intensity and then you move towards the goal and the people get attracted look at any of the religions how they have grown when it started 2000 years back or 1300 years back or any religion there was only one person who started it now almost 85 to 90% of the world follows just two religion because someone got convinced and then the message went through people saw some value right or wrong that onus of responsibility is in this generation because we are in the preliminary stages of a spiritual revolution 100 years is nothing it's hardly a blip in 15 billion years of universal life 100 years is a blip from the time of lala ji maharaj till now so the onus of responsibility for making this world a better place falls on us and for that we need to make ourselves a better person i am going to live inside of me i don't have a choice
I need to have this version worth living. If we at least today get our purpose clear and put our practice and start doing things that our master would be happy, I am sure that uh, we can bring the change that the world really needs. At least I am personally convinced for very, very long time that the world needs a system which transcends religion, which transcends casteism, which transcends status, and which would in some way unite everybody else. And Sahaj Mahar or Heartfulness is the way towards it. Whether we are 20 or 200 or 2000 doesn't make a difference. We have a huge uh, role to play and uh, in playing that role we have to shape ourselves. Age does not matter. It's, it's not about age. Whether you start at 40 or 80 doesn't make a difference. So I wish that his vision of making this world a truly spiritual world where uh, people transcend what they are now moving into their full potential becomes a reality soon. Thank you.